you're looking for a brand new podcast with some interesting guests well you found it listen to in melbourne last week with me ivan pugioni i talk to a different guest every week about their occupation their hobby their love for something whatever it may be always interesting so be sure to subscribe i'm on apple podcasts stitcher and podbean so be sure to get in touch and listen to some really cool people on a really cool podcast Where'd you get those? The machine? You want one? No. Here. Take one. I don't want one. No, they're good. Take I don't want any. Just take one. No, stop it. Kramer, stop it. <laughs> well, I don't want to be a secondary character. supposed to say no aren't i yeah basically yeah for the, for the sake of this joke i'm supposed to say no man yeah these senior mints are senior just so mints, yeah. yuck aren't they mm, all melted together yeah i know they wouldn't fit in a in a surgical cavity I don't. <laughs> the surgeon would notice that <laughs> the if whole they, box yeah, yeah they yeah. fell out no <laughs> they wouldn't <laughs> you'd be uh, escorted from the uh from the surgical theater oh and you'd be sent to an asylum or jail probably you'd be yeah. committed you'd be committed yeah. yes you indeed yeah you know, like in the in the start you know, when he's like, you know, you have to commit to make the, to commit the adultery. Yeah, that's right. And then you know, there's and some then people you, who commit, who go, who Yeah, he's like, then you split up from your wife, you go insane, and then you get committed. Yeah. Yep. So you have to commit before you make the commitment. You make the commitment. And then some people cheat on people they're cheating with. Yep. It's like I'll, the bank robber going in and turning to the other guy and say, hey, give me what you got too. Oh, yeah. Most of the time I skip the stand up, but I really like this one. Yeah, it was a good one. Yeah. Thought it was good. Yep. Welcome to, but I don't want to be a secondary character, a Seinfeld podcast about the secondary characters of the show. Uh, I'm Stephen. And I'm Ivan. And uh, today, if you haven't uh, figured it out already, we are talking about the classic, one of probably top 10 seminal episodes. You see it on a lot of uh, best of lists and most important episode lists in a lot of, uh, well, over the years. Uh, the Junior Mint. The Junior Mint, yes. A very good episode in season four, episode 20. And I think it's the third last episode of season four. Yeah, first, uh, third or second last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, very good episode. Definitely uh, one of the classic episodes. For sure. Um, and with one of the most famous, or I guess the most infamous scenes in yeah. Uh, Seinfeld. Yeah, very dramatic when that mint flies up and, and slow, you know, in slow motion drops down and, and yeah. the little <laughs> sound. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I love that splat. I yeah. love when it just goes... Yep. I like uh, when Jerry and jo- uh, sorry Jerry and Kramer are looking around to see if anyone notices, but all the students are completely fixated on the yeah, procedure. Yeah. No one even flinches. It's amazing. No yeah. one saw it go in. Yeah. Well, the surgeon, I, I think the surgeon and his and his um, and his staff kind of look around. They, yeah, yeah. They, they maybe they heard something. But no one would have thought because no. I, think, I guess he was having keyhole surgery, mm. so no one would have thought it went in the hole. <laughs> True. Was he having keyhole surgery? Oh, no, I thought it was a fairly open wound. Oh, I thought oh, it was a spleenectomy. Yeah. Where they removed the spleen, but I thought they said it went in the hole unless, well, I mean, it, unless if they were about to open him up maybe mm. or something well I mean a um, hole could mean like a big surgical oh maybe a big hole, hole. Oh, I, I thought it was keyhole hole. but I thought how are they going to get a spleen out with yeah. keyhole that's weird yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They, must have, they must have opened him unless up unless spleens are like octopi you know how they can you know how octopus can get through really really tiny holes yeah just all weird and shit it's probably that I don't know <laughs> 
Who knows? I don't know. If uh, if you know that if his uh, spleen is an octopus, get in touch with us. <laughs> oh, yes. We have an yeah. email address. Oh, yeah, if you have that answer, that'd yeah. be great. A spleen yeah. octopus? I don't know. A spleenoctomy. <laughs> spleen, spleen octopus? Spleen oct- a spleenopus. Spleen, spleenopus? Yeah. Get in an touch with us. An octospleen. Eight spleens. Wow. Wow. Eight bits of surgery. Eight junior mints. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get in touch with us. Our email address is bidwabask, B-I-D-W-B-A-S-C podcast at gmail.com we've got a website bidwabask.com and uh, you can find us anywhere you get your podcasts Spotify Apple anywhere name it we're there yep and we're on Facebook Twitter and Instagram as well bidwabask b-i-d-w-b-a-s-c don't forget to put an at symbol at the start that's right and if you want to help us out and uh, increase our exposure or just be nice to us leave us a review that would be awesome yeah please and tell all your Seinfeld loving friends about us too that would be rad rad indeed so, Stephen, you're ready. You're on the desk, the news chair, I guess, and uh, you're ready to give us some Seinfeld news. Yep. Let's do it. So, to start off this week's Seinfeld news, uh, as we all know, Jerry is a massive baseball fan. Oh, yeah. In the show and in real life. New York Mets. That's right. That's his team. Yeah, um, that's the team he goes for in the show too. So he, uh, whenever he can, when he's not on tour or when he's got the time, he attends a lot of Mets home games in New York. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, he was attending a game, and uh, one of their bats, bat- batters, batsmen, uh, no, batter, cr- a batter, 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 batter. Yeah. batsman's uh, cricket. cricket, yeah, cricket. yeah, right. yep. <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing about baseball. Is there ball tampering in baseball too? Probably. <laughs> I'm sure there is. <laughs> I think there's I think there's dodgy shit in every professional oh, every sport. Yeah. yeah, where's the sandpaper? Hey, <laughs> yeah. what's that sandpaper? Yeah, have you got an angle grinder? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> what's that sound? Nothing. It's the wind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so a couple of weeks ago, Jerry was uh, attending a home game, and uh, one of their uh, batters. Batters. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Todd Frazier or Frazier. F R A Z. I-E-R. Smokin' Todd Frazier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Smokin' Todd Frazier or Frazier. He apparently has a unique and quirky batting ritual mm-hmm. um, where he does stuff with his helmet. And uh, after the game, Jerry took to Twitter and he tweeted at the New York Mets and at Todd, um, just sort of, you know, light, sort of making a bit of a lighthearted joke about his his um, his helmet. Rit- I think it's a bit of a superstitious ritual you know how a lot of sports people do a thing they do a thing yeah i remember a cricketer in the 90s who played for sri lanka i can't remember his name it's like jaya saria i think was his surname all right yeah yeah and every time before a a a pitch he um he would do this like really complicated elaborate routine where he would like adjust all of his pads and he did that every time because it was just this like embedded superstition that's also like tennis player rafael nadal okay like what he does is he kind of like I'll try and describe it as best as I can. Mm. He'll get like his hand and he'll kind of like brush the side of his hair on the right. Then he'll get his left hand and brush the side of his left. And then he'll like rub his forehead or something and then he'll rub his nose. Okay. But he does like every, before yeah. every save, he'll just go like, yep. you know what I mean? Yeah. And then he'll serve. Yep. It's really weird. I think it's just to yeah. set set their minds. Yeah. You know, it's just like a little, almost like a centering technique. Like I'm here. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in the moment. Yeah. Let's win that point. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so I, I imagine this is something similar with uh, with Todd. So 
Uh, Jerry over Twitter just sort of commented at him, you know, making a bit of a joke, making a bit of fun. But he, he actually gave it a, uh, a name based on the, the... You have to watch it to see it. It's hard to describe. <laughs> and what in, did he call it? He called it the Evening Ma'am. Because he does... Like oh, a the little, Evening he does, Ma'am. He does like a little, uh, like yeah, a little oh, helmet tip. Oh, your little tip, yeah. Yeah, that's Evening, right. Evening Ma'am. Yep. Howdy, Ma'am. <laughs> so, uh, awesomely as well, Fraser replied to um, right, replied to Jerry and he said, it just comes natural. I have to do it, Jer, for Jerry. Yeah. Uh, let's go Mets, big dog. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. I think that needs some punctuation. Let's go Mets, big dog. Yeah. Let's go Mets, big dog. <laughs> let's go Mets, big dog. Yeah, let's go Mets, big dog. <laughs> yeah, you could put the comma anywhere and it kind of makes it different. Or you can put a question mark at yeah. the end. Let's go Mets, big dog. <laughs> wait. <laughs> wait. No. Money down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so many memes yeah. from that. Yeah. Just let's go Mets. Big dog? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just put random punctuation and it completely changes. And, and that'd be on someone's business card. <laughs> yeah, yeah, some yeah. Lawyer. <laughs> Wait, no, money down. <laughs> Wait, no, money yeah. down. So the second bit of news for the week, uh, not news about anyone specifically. It was an article actually put out by a website called Newsday. Uh, and in America, April 15 is the end of the annual tax season. Ah. Um, and Hope it, you got your taxes in, guys. Yeah. And if, if you're, you from, you're listening from the United States. Yeah. And if, you, and if you haven't, stop listening to us and get onto it. Or listen to us while you're doing it. Or run away from America, start a new life in a foreign country, and mm-hmm. uh, hopefully the IRS don't catch up to you. Yeah. If you come to Melbourne in Australia, we're here. You know, we can, we can hang out. And yeah. We can tell you how our tax system mm-hmm. works, and uh, we can tell you how to cheat that yeah. if you want yeah if you want I don't know I don't know when is our tax season end June 30 yeah it's financial year oh no yeah financial year is uh, June 30 yeah yeah. Yep. yeah. but you gotta put your tax return in by about October or November I think, so. I think. Yep. Yeah. and then they start taking money out of your return or sending you letters and yeah Yeah. and then you get threatening you know yeah. rings at the door mm-hmm. and threatening phone calls and yep. then you know, like I said you gotta start a new life in the third world country yeah and, always you know. country hopping once a year just mm-hmm. to yeah. avoid you know how snowboarders and surfers always like the endless summer or the endless winter they're always swapping hemispheres that's right you know so it's just one prolonged summer or winter mm-hmm. you know there's like one prolonged tax dodge I'm just always jumping <laughs> countries based on their they're just, based on their taxi they're just surfing away from the ATO uh, anyway, so this article on Newsday was about characters in sitcoms who've had tax issues. <laughs> uh, I didn't look at the specific uh, episodes of each sitcom, but the characters, some of the characters that they mentioned were Al Bundy from uh, Married with Children. Oh, yes. Uh, Archie Bunker. I know the name. I can't remember what sitcom uh, is from. All in the Family. Yep. It was a 70s uh, TV, TV show. Okay. They call him a, a lovable bigot. He's basically like a racist, okay. homophobic, hmm. like, patriarch of the family but he's got like a good heart like in a way like he loves his family okay and he's like a conservative i think and then he's got a wife who's very quiet and shy and then his daughter's like you know like a baby boomer hippie from like the 60s you know kind of sounds like the same dynamic as american dad where uh, he's like a republican but his daughter's like a hippie yeah somewhat yeah yeah. but like from like the 70s yeah yeah okay Hmm. he's like a world war ii veteran and he just and he he says a lot of words in like the wrong context. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, and also Ralph Cramden. He was from the honeymoon. Honeymooners, okay. I should say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and of course, Jerry Seinfeld from the... Oh, that's right. His taxes. Yeah, that's right. When Uncle Leo tries to give him money. Do you got no money? Why don't yep. you tell me? Yeah. Yeah. 
tell me, tell Uncle Leo. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And uh, that's all the Seinfeld news for the week. Great work, Steve. We're talking about the Junior Mint from Season 4, one of the classic Seinfeld episodes. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about a few secondary characters. Most notably, we're going to talk about Dolores, a.k.a. Mulver, <laughs> uh, Roy, Elaine's episode boyfriend, and Dr. Siegel, one of his first appearance on the show. Out of a few, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, uh, a couple of nice Seinfeldisms and some Seinfeld trivia to finish the episode. So plenty coming up. You're listening to But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. You don't know my name, do you? <laughs> yes, I do. What is it? it? It rhymes with a female body part. What is it? Mulva? Gipple? Yes, we are talking about the Junior Mint today on But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. Whether you are a first-time listener with us or you've been with us since day one, thank you so much for your support, as always, and uh, we look forward to giving you another plot synopsis. So this is the Junior Mint. First aired in the US, March 18, 1993, directed by Tom Sharones, written by Andy Robin. Jerry dates a woman whose name he is unsure of. She's played by Susan Walters. Kramer plans to add wood-coloured wallpaper to his apartment while George gets emotional watching Home Alone. Wood, Ivan. Wood. Wood. Wood, yes. Wood. Wood wallpaper. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, yeah, George gets emotional watching Home Alone. The old man got to me. <laughs> I like how uh, Jerry goes, you know, but you hated Home Alone too. And he goes, that's because I haven't watched the first one. I haven't seen the first one. <laughs> he thinks that if he watches the first one, he'll somehow like the Home Alone yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. And they're just exactly the same it's movie. Especially the same movie, yeah. <laughs> just in another city. Exactly. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Elaine's ex-boyfriend, Roy Sherman Howard, is about to undergo a splenectomy. And is, she is shocked when she finds that Roy has lost a lot of weight. A lot of weight. A lot of weight. I'm going to take you out for a big dinner and becomes attracted to him. Uh, Roy admits that he lost weight due to depression after Elaine broke up with him. Kramer and Jerry observe the operation in the theatre and in a famous scene accidentally drops a junior mint from the viewing gallery into Roy's body. Hmm. His open cavity. Whose fault do you think that is? Well that was Jerry's because Kramer had it out in his hand Hmm. and Jerry pushed his hand out. Yeah. Yeah. But do you think uh, Kramer was too persistent because he was trying to force him to take it? He was trying to force but Jerry didn't have to shove it away yeah, so yeah okay okay fair enough but yep. then I guess they wouldn't have thought that it would have ended up in a, someone's chest cavity true you know what I mean? maybe we should talk about the Junior Mint as a secondary character <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we, I'll talk about uh, the Junior Mint stunt double as well okay <laughs> they've got a bit of trivia okay <laughs> you'll know what I it'll mean be, when you hear it it'll be like the BO like it's a disembodied thing yeah. but it's still technically a character hey it saves Roy's life doesn't there it go. Yeah, there you go it does alright it's it's a it's a it's an angel in the form of a junior mint. <laughs> Something from above. <laughs> exactly. I have no medical evidence to, prove, no to, back, this to back this up. <laughs> when George hears that Roy is in a bad condition, he decides to buy some of his artwork, hoping that it'll be worth much much more if Roy dies. Nineteen hundred dollars worth. Yes, from interest. Uh, Roy's condition from the infection turns around, and he recovers, thanking George for his purchase, which inspired him to get better. Isn't that a wonderful story? George just thinks for himself. And he's like, oh, 
fuck. Yeah. yeah. I love how George is so obviously pissed off at him when he's at <laughs> that the he didn't like, die. Yeah, that's great, Roy. Yeah, <laughs> good on you. Yeah, he didn't die. Fucking idiot. <laughs> that's why we love him, I guess. Yeah. Ah, so good. I mean, I'd be mildly annoyed that I lost 1900 bucks. But, but I'd rather I'd rather someone's life be saved yeah. than not have nineteen hundred dollars. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> anyway, that's why we love George. Yeah. Um, where are we? Elaine decides not to pursue Roy any further after seeing him eat enthusiastically in the hospital. Mm, mm. Chows down on that spag bowl. Doesn't he does, he? doesn't yeah. he? He kind of hoovers it up. It's like a massive bowl. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, hospital food. The food isn't that much. No, you don't get that much in hospital. Never, I mean, oh I haven't God. been in hospital in a long time, but um, I can't even remember the last time I was there. But I did, certainly didn't get a big bowl of spaghetti. No, I don't it was, recall. It was it was similar to probably what astronauts eat, highly processed and just, you know, could last in a bomb shelter for 50 years. Basically. Jerry's mystery girlfriend storms off after Jerry can't say her name. Malva. Uh, it's revealed that her name is Dolores after Jerry has a sudden realisation of trying to use other names which sound like parts of the female anatomy. Kipple. Kipple. Bulvary. Bulvary. Loriola. Loriola. <laughs> one of my favourite scenes in this episode, a very underrated scene. I love how George and Jerry, like, it's probably, they've probably been racking their brains for, like, the last half an hour trying to figure out the name. And George straight in, as soon as the scene starts, let's try breast. You know? <laughs> and then it's like they've tried, like, every body part. And they must have racked yep. their brains for, like, the last half an yeah. hour. What and, is an and, and then breast? Does he, does he say Celeste? Does he say Celeste? Celeste. Yep. Hest. Yep. And Jerry's like, no, no, no. no. But I, I just love how they're like halfway through the conversation and you just come in and it's, yeah. it's brilliant. It's like yeah. wonderful. It is it's good. like, wow. It's a good scene. It's a good scene. I love how it just comes in like that. Yeah, my my favourite is George's delivery of Bovary. It was like, Bovary. <laughs> Bovary. Just, he, I've nailed it. I've got <laughs> yeah, it. And yeah, Jerry's Bovary. like, no, no, no. Bovary. Gipple. It's not even a real <laughs> and, name. And then Jerry's realisation, he's in the fridge and he just looks around <laughs> yeah. stunned and closes yeah. the door and he goes, oh, yeah. Dolores. I realised how quickly Jerry just stopped. Like, as soon as she left, there's normally like a bit of guilt or residual like bad feelings we see in Jerry. But she leaves and he sort of puts his hand up and goes, oh, and then he just goes, like, he just stops caring straight away. Well, we um, in the contest when we reviewed that one, a while ago for our 50th episode I think I did mention that by that stage you know Jerry's broken up with so many women he stops caring oh, like true. even when Marla walks out because the contest might have been what five six episodes before this yeah, one yeah that's true it was in the same oh no yeah. it was season five wasn't it uh, yeah. Four. Oh, season. Sorry, I'm thinking. Yeah. But what I'm saying is probably by season four, mm. Jerry just stopped giving a shit. Yeah. You know about girlfriends. That's true. It's like That's eh. true. Yeah. Just his uh, just his lack of caring so quickly was just you know took me by surprise. Yeah. Even, even for Jerry at this stage. Yeah. He just didn't give a fuck. That's right. Yeah. Uh, one more secondary character in this one, uh, Doctor Siegel. He's played by Victor Raider Wexler. That's right. That's right. And uh, we've got quite a bit of episode trivia oh, yeah, it's for great. this episode. It's so fantastic. It's a bit yes. of a goldmine. It is. So speaking of uh, the Junior Mints stunt double, uh, a, a York peppermint patty was used for the shot of the Junior Mint in the air uh, as the Junior Mint was too small for the camera to film. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So that's why I said stunt double. Yeah. yeah. Reminds me of our Lord of the Rings. In the first one, there's a lot of shots of the actual ring. Yeah. Especially when they're walking up Carathras, the, the snowy mountain. And there's a shot of, of it sort of looking up to show how big and imposing the ring is. It's sort yeah. of to set up the threat that the ring is. And they used a hula hoop? No, no. They, <laughs> oh, it's not, not a hula hoop, but it's a really giant... They, I remember, I think it was in the DVD extras, they held up the actual prop. Yeah. And it might be the size of a fist. Oh, right. You know, but it's just a normal ring. And yeah, they, yeah. they do that to sort of show it bigger on camera. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So it kind of reminded me of that. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> 
Have you ever had a York peppermint patty? Nah. I think they're British. Yeah, I was going to say York, yeah. Mm, mm. Um, no, I, I, I've never seen them. I've never heard of them. Yeah. yeah. We have um, peppermint crisps here, I think they're called. We have, we have wagon wheels. Yeah. But they're not mint, though. They're more marshmallow. Yeah, marshmallow, marshmallow and jam. But they're very like similar, biscuit. aren't they? Um, no. Or similar shape. Similar shape. Yeah. No, we do have... Mint I think slice. Mint slice. Yeah, that's it. No, no, they're the biscuits. Yeah, the biscuits. Yeah. A York peppermint patty is like a, an individual chocolate you can buy, like a wagon wheel. Oh. But it's like, it's chocolate with that sort of, you know, gooey jelly mint stuff in it's the middle. It's mint, it's chocolate, it's delicious. Exactly. It's oh, very no, refreshing. It's very refreshing. <laughs> exactly. No, I, I've i never seen it. I'll have to Google it. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Good. They're, 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 you know, they're the size of like a wagon wheel or, you know, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, but I guess the closest thing we have is a, is a mint slice. Yeah, yeah, mint slice. Classic yep. Australian Vicky. Australia. Yeah. Yep. Any more trivia? Or you got some more trivia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, this episode was actually mentioned in a Family Guy episode. Ah. So, nice. the episode is a season one episode. It's called E. Peterbus Unum. Uh, <laughs> and it's a funny scene, actually. It's, it's one of my favorites in sort of the earlier seasons of Family Guy. Um, Pete, in the episode, Peter uh, decides to um, separate from the US over a dispute over, I think, a land. Yeah. So, like a land dispute with, with the council, right. with um, with Adam West, the mayor. Yeah. So he decides to separate and form his own country. Oh, like, I've seen that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's called Pretoria. Yeah, Pretoria. He, yeah, 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 he yeah, declares yeah. himself independent of, of America, even yep. though it's just literally his block of land. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and because it's its own sovereign nation, he invites all of the world's dictators over to just have a pool party. <laughs> so the the scene's really good, and you see like um uh like Gaddafi, who was the the Libyan leader at yeah, the time in like yeah. the late nineties, Saddam Hussein, obviously when he was alive, um all just running around having like a teenage pool party, <laughs> but they're just like hanging out, drinking beers, and just like talking shit, nice. like like it's no big deal, yeah, even yeah. though they're like leaders of of you know big countries and they're all yeah but they're like stuff. they're like teenagers yeah yeah, yeah yeah so there's a scene where actually um uh gaddafi is talking to to hussein just casually by the pool and they're just talking about this episode of seinfeld the junior mints oh, yeah <laughs> and nice. he's yeah and he's, he's talking about how he's just sort of describing the scene how jerry can't think of his uh of his girlfriend's name and he goes and uh, he calls her mulva <laughs> and oh. then they just sort of chuckle at like just the the inanity of that's fantastic yeah it's really good oh, it's a funny scene it. yeah oh, no. i'll put a link in our show notes to that scene because i did oh, find oh, it on yeah, youtube yeah. cool cool it's do hilarious it, do, it, do it yeah for sure yeah um and this is the second time where george regrets buying artwork it's true. Uh, the first time was in the letter where he purchases Jerry's then-girlfriend's artwork for $500. Mm. And did you know you can actually see the triangle artwork in George's apartment in later episodes? Really? Yeah, it's oh, in there. Oh, I'll yeah. have to keep an eye out for that. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I do like looking at the background stuff, all the finer details, so I'll keep an eye out when yeah. we do, you know, a season five episode. Well, Seinfeld's famous for its continuity. So That's true. Yeah, it makes sense. It's true. Uh, another bit of uh, trivia. So Jerry's hilarious line. Then we can go watch him slice his fat bastard up. That was completely ad libbed. Yeah, libbed. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. As well, he was as he was chewing on something while he was drinking his coffee. Yeah. 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 I think that's what made it funnier because he had the food in his mouth. Oh, we go slice his fat bastard up. The way he said it. And uh, if you if you just you before the scene cuts to the next, you see line, Kramer and George look at each other and kind of yeah, laugh. Yeah, Kramer, yeah. I think Kramer before it cuts would have laughed. Um, you yeah, know, you kind of see them. Lo- lo- sort of, you see them drop sort of, character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, they sort of they have a bit of a smirk. Yeah, they do. Funny. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, but even Jerry looks like he is laughing at. Just yeah, this yeah. Line you can see up. you can see his smirk as he makes it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Um, and you're probably wondering um, who Clara Burton is. Uh, so in in one scene, George says, "Oh, she's like Clarence Nightingale," and then Jerry goes, "Don't you mean Florence Nightingale?" Mm. And he goes, "Oh, yeah, Florence Nightingale." You know. And then, and then Jerry goes, you mean, you're thinking of Clara Barton? Mm. And then George goes, who's that? 
And then I think Jerry says something like, oh, she was all right or she did something good. Okay. Clara Barton was a pioneering nurse who founded the American Red Cross. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. So she's another famous nurse like Florence Nightingale. Huh. Yeah. Who is... I know the name Florence Nightingale, but what's she famous for? I think she was like a nurse in Ah. like maybe the early 20th century or late 19th century. And she was known for like her good deeds and I think... There was like a story made about her. Okay, if you know who Florence Nightingale is, educate yeah. me, please. Get but in. it's funny because like Gerald George just wrote off Clara Barton, like, oh, who's that? Okay, she founded the American Red Cross. Okay, so <laughs> they both, that, they're both important. done pretty important things, amazing things. Yeah, right. Incredible. The last bit of trivia I have, maybe you have more, but yeah. um, the and this is on the DVD extras, and I know you have the box set, so maybe you saw this. Maybe I just read this. Mm-hmm. Um, the writers had trouble coming up with a name for Jerry's girlfriend, and initially they were going to use Cloris, which is a, quite an old name. Um, and when filming the episode, uh, comedians, like before the, the filming starts, com- I didn't know this about the show generally, but apparently comedians come out and warm up the audience. Oh, the studio wow, stand-up audience. comedians. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, you know, between scenes and stuff like that when they're getting ready and rehearsing. I wish Matt McCoy told us that. Yeah. <laughs> when we spoke to him. Yeah, that would have been... Yeah, I, I yeah. never knew that. Oh, you know, cool. It seems like one of those general facts that any Seinfeld fan would know, but... No, no, I didn't know that. No. no. I don't know whether it was common in 90 sitcoms or just on Seinfeld. Who knows? Anyway. Yeah, in a backwater like Australia, <laughs> yeah. we don't know anything. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Who would we get? Carl Barron. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Will Anderson. Yeah, Will Anderson. <laughs> He's uh, on Triple M now. Yeah. Five dollars, cold hard cash. Five dollars and cold hard cash. With Will Anderson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Coming up, Thirsty Merc. <laughs> after that, a cold chisel triple play. Then Nickelback. Then Nickelback. Oh, boy. <laughs> Moving on. Hyper-localized radio parodies here. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure, I'm sure where you're from, there's a similar yep. kind of ones too. All rock, no repeat workday. Rock FM. Are you a tradesperson? <laughs> Keep listening. Cold chisel. <laughs> Neanderthal <that>. FM. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if you're a triple M listener, oh. and uh, if you're a tradie, we respect you. You make the you you are responsible for civilization. Yeah, basically. Without tradies, the world would be nowhere. Yeah. Mm. How else are those department blocks going to be built? Exactly. Guys like you. Exactly. And girls. And girls. Yes. So, uh, so this comedian, uh, whilst warming up in in rehearsals for this episode, he just sort of threw out to the audience if they could think of a better name for Jerry's girlfriend. And someone said Dolores, and everyone thought that that was amazing. Yeah, and it worked, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I thought it was interesting, obviously, the American pronunciation of clitoris, which is how it's pronounced in, in England. Most countries yeah. is Dolores. So Clitoris, yeah. Clitor- uh, yeah, sorry, is Cl- clitoris, clitoris, rhyming with Dolores mm-hmm. being uh, the name of Jerry's girlfriend in this show. Yeah. Um, so, the, the you know, everyone thought that was awesome. The audience thought that was awesome. And they were literally filming the episode. And uh, the comedian, I think, went up to Jerry or one of the producers and said, oh, how about we change the name to, to Dolores? Dolores yeah. Way better than Chloris. Oh, of course. Um, and, you know, they sort of all had a bit of a bit of a meeting and they all sort of approved it. And then they changed the script on the fly. Nice. And then they uh, filmed the scene with Dolores. Yeah, so, that, and that worked too. Yeah, imagine if um, the, uh, you know, that audience member wasn't there yeah. or that person didn't say anything, it would be Chloris. Mm. Still be a great episode, but Dolores is just, it just that much better. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Do you have any other trivia? Uh, no, that's it. Okay, cool. Shall we uh, get into the secondary characters? Let's do it. So, Dolores, played by Susan Walters. Uh, she's known for appearing in TV shows The Vampire Diaries and Teen Wolf. That's right. Uh, Dolores would appear again in Season 8's The Foundation, where she reunites with Jerry before breaking up with him again. Um, and other, uh, other names suggested by George and Jerry, which we mentioned a few before, others include Aretha, 
Celeste, Hest, Bovary, <laughs> Gipple, and Loriola. <laughs> My favourite's Gipple. Gipple. Yes. I don't even know if Gipple's a real name. No. Like, all I mean, of those, I think, are real names. I don't think a lot Gipple's of... a real name. No, but Loriola, <laughs> you know, Celeste, Hest, I think they're mostly old-fashioned names. Yeah, yeah, Celeste, yeah. Um, but, yeah, Gipple? Gipple. I, I think I think Jerry just made that up on the fly. Gipple. Like, Gipple. Gipple. Bovary. <laughs> Madam Bovary. <laughs> I like Jerry's cover up when he tries to, to, to say Mulva, you know, when she's giving him a massage. Yeah. And he's like, that's really good, Mulva. She's like, Mulva. Mulva. And he's like, oh, no, uh, my uh, aunt's Mulva. She she's was a, a masseuse. masseuse. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think I'm falling for you, Joseph Puglia. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you say, you know, that's not a name. Why would you say that? Like, it's so dumb. It's so good. Though. I know, it's so good. So funny. And as he's reading it, he's really confused. He knows that's not her name. Yeah. God. Amazing. I know. It's just the man he is. He's so good. Uh, but Dolores, I find it funny that there's nothing wrong with her whatsoever. She has no idiosyncrasies, no weird quirks. She's just like a normal like person. She seems perfect. She for seems him. perfect. She's really into him. She's really, and then she Very says, I think I'm falling for you, Jerry. Yeah, you know, and they've only been on, you know, presuming, presumably maybe three or four days. I can't ask her a name. We've already made out. I don't know. <laughs> you can't make out with someone then asking their name. <laughs> yeah, that would be a bit rude. That would be. Yeah. I mean, I've been in situations like on dates or social situations where the that person's name has been given to me before by them or by someone else. And before it gets too too far, you just say, look, I'm really sorry. A bit of a, I feel like a bit of a dick. I've forgotten your name or yeah. like, what's your name again? Um, you know, and most people are like, oh, yeah, cool. My name's whatever. Okay. So, you know, I don't know. But it you haven't made out with them first. No, no, no. no I was no. going to say that'd be a bit, no. uh, bit awkward. No. I mean, yeah. I've made out with people and I don't know their name because it's just been fun in the moment. Mm. But um, I've never asked their name after. Fair enough. Because that would probably be a bit rude. That would be a bit rude, <laughs> yes. But no, I, I found no issues with her. Um, yeah, no, I, it's just funny. She was just perfect for Jerry. and Definitely. Yeah. And do you think, you know, if, if pretending Jerry was was real and uh, we know that he likes to find really really small reasons to break up with a woman do you think her name being dolores he would fixate on that and he would just couldn't couldn't no nah. no nah. do you think he would even let that slide nah, i think he would yeah okay i mean he's picky but not that picky mm. you know what i mean yeah like that's nah, true no no I, I don't think that would bother him yeah i reckon she would have been a good uh, a good person for Jerry. Or, yeah. Do, do you reckon, now I think about it, do you reckon they could have stretched out the Dolores subplot for a few episodes? Uh, like maybe Jerry and her just go on dates yep. and then it's been like a week and she still doesn't know his name. Yeah. He's, he's, you know? he's or is that a bit unrealistic, do you uh, think? I think it was short and sweet. I mean, yeah. they could have maybe done another episode where he's still trying to figure out a name in creative ways. Yeah. But it would have gotten pretty old pretty quickly. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. And she's pretty sharp as well, you know, and I yeah. think she, she would have you know picked up that he doesn't you know oh hang on he's never said my name maybe he doesn't know it but um yeah no they could have but whether it would have worked i don't know yeah i mean how many funny ways can you make jerry try and discover her name i don't know yeah named after the part of the female anatomy yeah yeah, yeah yeah i do like the 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 scene where um where uh you know she's in the bathroom and kramer knocks on the door and jerry's like oh the woman in my bathroom i don't know her name can you introduce yourself and that way she'll have to introduce herself to yeah, to, yeah, yeah. To, to you and he's like 10-4 buddy and then he's like hi i'm kramer and she goes oh nice to meet you kramer See you later. Just walk straight out. <laughs> and then George comes in. He yeah, goes, yeah. hi, I'm George. Yeah, he goes, hi, yeah. nice to meet you, George. Yeah, yeah. And she walks like, off. Yeah, he goes, I tried. Yeah, pats him on the back. <laughs> He's like, I, I, I gave it a shot. I love that one second of awkwardness before Kramer's like, 
All right, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. I can't deal with this. <laughs> so I don't know what to do next, so I'll just leave. Yeah, so good. <laughs> Pretty funny. Very funny. She obviously likes the theatre. She's really excited she when she's... Um, when I think, is it her cousin or her sister-in-law? She's the producer. Yeah. Or the cousin. And she's a fan of Olympia Dukakis. That's right. She's uh, an old actress. Okay. I thought it was Olivia Dukakis. No, no, Olympia. Is it Olympia? Dukakis, okay, yeah. I must have misheard. Yeah, famous actress. Right. Yeah. Was she a, a, like a theatrical actress or a I movie actress? I think she did films as well. Okay. I'm pretty sure. I'll Google right. her. I'll I know get... the I know the name. I just don't yeah. know anything about her. Yeah, I, yeah, I'll Google her. Yeah. Yeah, Dukakis. While you're Googling her, yeah. um, I... One thing I noticed about her is obviously she's very attracted to to Jerry. She's very much into him, and she says like I think I'm falling for you, Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. She seems very she's very affectionate too. She's very open. You know, she's I don't know. She seems very comfortable with with affection and and snuggling. And I don't know. I think she'd be a very romantic person yeah. and very giving. Um, you know, she's giving him a massage. I don't know. She she just seems really nice and forward and affectionate and and sweet. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just Googling Olympia Dukakis. She's a Greek-American actress, okay. and she actually started her career in theatre. Right. Uh, she won an Obie Award for Best Actress in 1963 uh, for her off-Broadway performance in Bertolt Brecht's Man Equals Man. Okay. She later transitioned to film acting, and in 1987 won an Academy Award, a Golden Globe, and she got a BAFTA nomination for her performance in Moonstruck. Nearly the trifecta. Cher and Nicolas Cage. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Nearly the trifecta. Yeah, nearly. And uh, she uh, was married. Uh, her husband, unfortunately, passed away this year. Okay. Yeah, they've been married since 1962. Is she still alive? She's still alive. She's 86. Huh. Going well. Good on your Olympia. Good on your Olympia. Yeah. I was going to say, with a name like Olympia Dukakis, if you said if you said that she wasn't Greek, I'd be very surprised. Yeah. <laughs> that's a very Greek name. Olympia. Yeah. <laughs> that's as Greek as you can get. Yeah. yeah. Dukakis. Wow. Yeah. It's a very, very esteemed career uh, in theatre and film. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, highly, highly regarded. Yeah. Yep. And obviously, Joseph, uh, her uncle, is a, um, is a is a big fan as well. Yeah. And um, I'm guessing maybe Dolores could be Italian-American. That's right. Because Puglia is an Italian name. That's right. So unless, assuming that... It's her paternal uncle, mm-hmm. Joseph. Maybe mm-hmm. she's Puglia. Yep. She's Dolores, Dolores Puglia. Puglia. Yeah. Yeah. Italian-American. Yep. That would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah, I didn't put that, put yeah. those two together, but that definitely makes sense. Yeah. Do you have anything else about uh, Gipple, Mulva, Dolores? <laughs> Bovary. No. Bovary. Not quite. I mean, she's just... just I just love... I'm, I love how the most hilarious thing is, like, she's just the perfect woman for Jerry, mm-hmm. falling for him, and then uh, all because he doesn't know her name. Yep. That's it. Well, because he doesn't think, oh, maybe I should just ask. No. He, you know, he has to sneak around it's and so go through good. her back. I know. It's great. It's so great. I like at the start when he's trying to remember a name, he's like, something to do with like a chair or a car. Oh, and it's got nothing to do yeah, with either. Yeah, nothing to do you with know. both. Yeah. And I love his, um, I don't know, I thought it was like a, a neat idea that he's like, you know, how did you meet her in the produce section? You know, there's lots of shapes and touching and oh, smells. Yeah, yeah, it's very, yeah. very seductive it's or very like seductive. very something like that. I used to be called different names at school. Signs smelled. Yeah. Signs smelled. Yeah. It's such a tease. Jerry, when Jerry, he's like, Huckleberry. When he, yeah. When he's like, did you used to get teased, you know, uh, with your name? And she's like, oh, yeah. With a name that rhymes with the female, you know, a part of the female anatomy. It's such a tease. It's just like, what's your name? But one thing that I'm, I'm a bit like concern not concern but just something that's just come to mind why you know she doesn't say her name to Kramer she doesn't say her name to George doesn't mm. say her name to Jerry mm. does she just assume like 
I don't know. Why wouldn't she say her name? Well, it's just think, part of the plot, you reckon? Or well, I think it, I it, it, like one final point, I guess, and it's kind of linked to that why she doesn't bring up her name. Yeah, and I think yeah. it's maybe the same reason why she, as soon as uh, you know, Jerry is revealed to not know her name, she just storms out, doesn't even say anything, just out yeah, the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think the the fact mm-hmm. that he doesn't remember her name. And her saying her name sort of brings up a bit of trauma from from her childhood because she does say, you know, she was teased a lot and she kind of laughs like she's, you know, she's not overly or openly uh, like traumatized by it. But I think the idea of her name being made fun of or saying her name or someone just not remembering her name is kind of a slap in the face for her. Yeah, right. And it might, you know, call back to sort of, you know, some pain in her childhood over what she, you know, uh, the kids teasing her. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, maybe maybe that's why. She doesn't say her name. Maybe she doesn't like saying it because she doesn't like her name. Dolores, because of that. Dolores, Dolores, yeah. Dolores. You know, there's probably a bit yeah. of shame attached to it from those childhood memories. Yeah. You know, and maybe that's why she's really, really yeah, offended. She just doesn't like her name. As yeah. soon as okay. as soon as she realizes that Jerry doesn't remember her name. Rather than just being a bit frustrated and a bit pissed off, she just nut out. Done. Yeah, done. Uh, you know. She's finished. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think it's quite a, a sore point for her. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, We'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about Roy and Dr. Siegel. And I've got a good Seinfeldism for you for this week. Uh, And we'll talk about a bit of Seinfeld trivia, our Seinfeld trivia fact for the week. Awesome. Hello, folks. Matt McCoy here, a.k.a. Lloyd Braun from Seinfeld. And I'm telling you right now, I do not want to be a secondary character. So we are going to talk about Roy. We've just talked about Gipple, <laughs> Mulver. Yeah, yeah Loriola, Hest, Loriola, Celeste, Hest, Aretha. Bulvery. Mulver. Mulver. It's actually Dolores. It's actually Dolores. Yeah, Dolores Puglia. That's right. <laughs> and uh, we're going to talk about Roy, the second major secondary character of the episode. Yes. Uh, uh, and Elaine's kind of ex or episode ex-boyfriend. Yeah, the one uh, that she dumped for being fat yep. and then wanted to... See you again. Yep. So Fat starving artist. Fat very starving rare. Artist. Very rare. Yeah. <laughs> Played by Sherman Howard, known for Day of the Dead and The Stand. That's right. He's also a pretty well-known voice actor, and uh, he's had voice spots in Invader Zim, which was an awesome cartoon. Oh, wow. Okay. Yep. Cool. Uh, the original Jumanji, not the new one. Nice. And uh, also Men in Black, the TV series, the animated TV series oh, from, the, nice. from the 90s. I, remember, I think late 90s or early 90s. I remember 90s. watching that on the yeah, as a kid. Yep. Yeah. Actually, sorry. It was the Jumanji TV series, the cartoon oh, series. Oh, yeah. Cool. So he's, I think he's a, he's a pretty well-known uh, cartoon voice actor. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I think that he is... A fat starving artist. Fat starving artist, and that's it. Anyway, Doctor Ziegler. No, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, he. I don't know. I. I don't think he should be an artist. Okay. I don't think he's very good. Do you think it's something that maybe he just fell into, or it's like a hobby which he decided to pursue as yeah. a career? Or I don't think he has. And this is not to say that no one should, you know, anyone should create whatever they want. If they want to paint, paint. If they want to play music, cool. Some people are good. Some people not so much. Some people are gifted. I think he's the sort of artist who doesn't have natural inclination or he didn't grow up around creativity. He, for some reason... He just liked drawing triangles. He likes drawing triangles. Yeah. yeah. But he's... I don't think he'll ever be a famous or successful artist. I no. think it will always be a frustrating hobby for him. Yeah. You know, but he'll always have to do a quote-unquote normal job. 
to sort of um, subsidize his his failed art career. Yeah, I don't know why. That's just the vibe. Maybe it is because of his size or the fact that he's never in the content in the episode. He's never in like an artist context. He's never in a studio. You no, know, you just see him in bed. Yeah, and, uh, on the operating table. Yeah, so maybe you don't see like, him walk. Yeah, maybe I'm not convinced because I've never seen him as an artist. You don't even really see his paintings in the episode or him painting. So he's there's probably, a bit of there's yeah. a bit of a disconnect. He's probably one of the very few characters ever on the show mm. to not be stand up or walk. That's true. He's like either in he's in his hospital bed mm-hmm. or he's in the operating table. That's true. He's never anywhere else. No. Yeah. That's true. He's, he's always he's on his most, back. He's one of the most static secondary <laughs> characters ever. He's always on his back. We should do a special edition, you know, I don't want to be a static secondary character. What's the deal with static secondary characters? (laughs) And do like a really, really niche nerdy podcast about the secondary characters who don't move. Even more niche than this one. (laughs) Nice. One listen, yes. Yes, one download. One whole fan, and it's just us. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we downloaded half an episode each. That's one. Yeah, Yeah, we can only bear to listen to half of it because it's just so, so, so nerdy. It's like, ugh, it's it's insufferable. It's like an art project, (laughs) like it is for Roy the Triangle. They're our triangle. Yeah, I'd rather $1,900 worth of triangles than listen to us talk about static secondary characters who don't get up. Likewise. Yeah. Uh, He, I think he's a big feeler as well, because he's he's obviously really depressed, like he says, when uh, Elaine breaks up with him, um, to the point where he stops eating. Like, you know, everyone gets a bit down every so often, but most people still eat and sleep and stuff. They just might feel a bit down, but he's obviously, he feels it really hard. Yeah. I think he's got, you know, I think he's got a big heart. Because when, uh, you know, he's super, super uh, stoked with George, who bite. I, I just think when he feels something, good or bad, he, he feels He gets very it. emotional, doesn't he? Definitely. Yeah. He's a, he's a big feeler and he's really good um, or really open with his emotions. You know, he's really thankful after the surgery. <laughs> he gives George a nice sloppy spaghetti kiss. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> and it's, funny how like, you hear, it's funny how you hear Jerry in the background, you hear him go, oh, that's nice. Mm. You hear it very faintly. Yeah. Like when he kisses him, Jerry, Jerry just goes, oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's good. And, uh, you know, and he's he's very positive after the surgery, um, you know, especially uh, the, the complication after the oh, surgery. Yeah, the he thinks infection. he's going to die. Yeah, he could have, yeah. That's right. And then, uh, you know, something... From from above, something from above saves their life. Yeah, saves his life. Yeah, and uh, he just has this like beaming sort of new lease on life when he's eating the spaghetti. So you know, yeah, when he feels something, he feels it with everything he has. Do you reckon the junior mint would have eventually evaporated or yeah. would have stayed in his body? No, I think it would have just dissipated for dissipated, sure. Dissipated, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not a you know, it's it's food. It just dissolves. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I don't know. People eat them. Yeah. They don't put them next in, to vital organs in their in their abdominal cavity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very true. Yes, yeah. Uh, I we all know that Elaine probably sometimes she's my favorite secondary character. I love her. It's it's always a toss up between her and George, depending secondary on the episode. Ah, uh, sorry. Core Main character. Yeah. Core four. Sorry. Yeah, we talk about say. so many secondary characters. I was going to say, what, what's next week? What's the deal with George? What's yep. the deal with Jerry? Yep. What's the deal with Elaine? What's, yeah. the, deal with what's the deal with the core four? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. God, that'd be like a four hour episode. <laughs> That's right. One hour each character. <laughs> Let's go through every episode synopsis. Uh-huh. <laughs> we'll just leave that to Signcast. Yeah. <laughs> They've already done the hard yards. Yeah, they do a good job. Our podcast is just five minutes. We just go, listen to Signcast. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, She's, you know, but from time to time she can be a bit shallow. She's usually attracted to men who are, you know, objectively physically attractive or who are doctors um, or who have money. You know, she, she can be a bit shallow. Roy is an artist. He's overweight before this episode. Yeah, yeah. Not typically someone that Elaine is attracted to, historically speaking, from the show. 
that made me think he must be very i mean he's very um you know he's got a lot of energy about him even when he's in hospital he's he expresses himself well, well so i'm thinking he must have been very charming and charismatic well, elaine uh, one point i want to make is elaine has dated larger men before okay. in the smelly car do you remember carl that's true you know he was like that's a true. larger guy but he was i think we remembering when we did that episode that was our second or third episode no, we I ever think did. it was like our fourth fourth episode yeah yeah i think we decided that he was like a cool advertising yeah, executive yeah. so i think he had a bit of coin he had a bit of coin yeah that's you know, right yeah something like that you know so that that sort of makes up for his physical appearance with elaine yeah whereas i guess roy is a fat was a fat star <laughs> exactly artist, yeah yeah so which what is, did she see in him well i like i said i think he was very charismatic and charming and just infectious you know like elaine's three main men around her and her father maybe not kramer but her father george and jerry they can be quite pessimistic and Mm, negative and probably sucks a lot of energy out of her true so when she meets someone who might not be physically attractive you know for her but he's positive i think that's a nice change for her and that's what he's a very positive guy you know but then that wore thin because he's a fat stuff artist yeah and then you see him smash that spag ball yeah he does he does and he's talking it as he's like He's not sucking it up, but he's like chewing it up and yeah. it's going up in and like... he's got like sauce all over his mouth for yeah. all his face. Yeah. So good. Definitely. Yeah. No, I liked him. Yeah. Good no, he's character. cool. He's yeah. cool. For, no, especially no. for someone who doesn't move. Yeah. Just one of the static, <laughs> one of the few static secondary characters. <laughs> Perfect. Do you have anything else about Roy? No, but let's get on to Dr. Siegel, uh, played by Victor Raider Wexler. He's known for The Minority Report, Dr. Doolittle 2, and Secret Santa. And you're probably wondering, I've seen this character before. Uh, he also appears as the doctor. Doctor who proclaims Susan dead in season seven's The Invitations. Uh, he is George's doctor in The Summer of George in season eight, and he's the same doctor who testifies against George and the core four in the finale. That's right. A look of restrained jubilation. <laughs> ah, you killed her. Yep. I knew it. <laughs> so, yeah, he's the same doctor. But is he like the same doctor throughout those four episodes? Because I'd imagine, like, you know, when he pronounces Susan's dead to George in the invitations, and then he's George's doctor again, mm. why would he take him on? I is he know. actually Dr. Siegel in those four eps? I think so. He probably is, We'd yeah. probably have to look at the credits for those episodes. I yeah. can't remember. Yeah, yeah, But I think it's supposed to be the same it's character. It's the same character, yeah. I mean, you know, it would make sense. He's the same doctor at a hospital they always go to. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I guess it's, uh, you know, three seasons mm. since he's seen George. Yeah, I mean, so he would know. see hundreds or thousands of patients every year. Yeah, yeah. So um, then he sees George and pronounces his wife dead. He probably yeah. doesn't remember him. Well, he know. probably remembers after that because that's a pretty, you know, most people would have a typical reaction of being really upset, but George having restrained jubilation, yeah. that would be memorable. Yeah, but no, but what I'm saying is, like, he's, last time he Siegel saw George was in season four, mm. and he's seen, like you said, thousands of patients since then. He yeah. probably has forgotten who George was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I can't remember what I ate for breakfast, let alone a patient I had. <laughs> yeah, I don't have patients, but if I was a doctor, I wouldn't remember a patient that I had four years ago. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, yeah, I think it's the same doctor, definitely. Yeah, same we'll um, one, yeah. we'll we'll confirm for the next episode. I'm we'll, pretty sure. You it know, is. I'll, I'll look at the credits and, and check, but I'm yeah. pretty sure it is. Cool. cool. Yeah, he just seems like a typical doctor. Yep. You know. Yep. He's, he's probably a specialist in. Spleens? Spleens? <laughs> I don't know. What do they call them? Spleenectomists? I don't know. Spleen- Spleenologists? Spleenectomy. I don't know. I think it's just a, a general surgeon. Yeah. You know, okay. I don't think he specializes in, you know, a particular... Maybe he does, but I don't I think there, there are specialist for surgeons it. for spleen... Spleenectomy. Spleen surgeons? I don't know. Uh, hmm. I don't know. What kind of doctor street spleens? I don't know. Uh, I think the, the hardest part of his job would always have to be explaining himself. Yeah. <laughs> 
please explain. Apparently, uh, they're called uh, hematologists. Okay. Uh, so well, they they're treat, blood doctors. Yeah, so they treat and diagnose disorders pertaining to the spleen, which is part of the lymphatic system, yep. as well as diseases of the blood. Okay. So he would be a hematologist. And that would make sense as well with Susan's poisoning. Mm. He probably checked her blood. Right. Her, she got poisoned. True. So... Hmm. You know, and then she died on the table. Nice, subtle continuity Yeah, so there. she probably, you know, they probably checked and they found she had blood poisoning. Yep. You know, from the from the notes. Hmm. So he, she got referred to the hematologist. What does he do for George in the summer of George? Oh, I don't remember. Because he's, he's his doctor, but I can't remember his appearance in that episode. Uh, is it something to do with blood or would that be consistent in that episode? Uh, I, I, I thought it was the one where George just wanted to go to the doctor. I can have a look. Okay. I don't, I don't remember. Know. Um, While you're looking that up, I... I think uh, Dr. Siegel is mostly a man of science, but there is some room in his life for belief in a higher power. So I think he's got maybe not a strict religious faith, but I think he does, you know, yeah. believe in something greater than than human beings on Earth. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially, you know, at the end when he says that the junior mint, he doesn't know it's a junior mint. He's sort of, you know, like a guardian angel almost. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, in the summer of George, he's got a box of inv- invitations for a party mm-hmm. and he slips down the stairs and he's hospitalised. Oh, right. Yeah. I and, don't remember that scene at all. Yeah, and when George, after his accident, um, he's at the hospital where the same doctor is there. Oh, so okay. There. And he tells George that he may never walk again due to being unhealthy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, That's a good episode. And then the end credits show George learning to walk again through physio. Right. Yeah. I don't remember any of that. Yeah, yeah. The only thing I remember from that, it's been a while since I've seen The Summer of George, is when he's got the uh, the new recliner. And yeah. he's, just, he's just sitting down. He's just loving life. Yeah. But it's funny how it's like invitations. Yeah. And then he slips and falls down the stairs and the invitations go everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. Yep. Yeah. Do you have anything else about him? No, that's it. Mm, mm. Same. Yeah. Uh, and you have a Seinfeldism. That's right. That's right. Yes, a really good one actually. I didn't want to tell you this. It was it was a cracker. Yeah. So I went out with uh, for dinner with some friends a few weeks ago, and one of my friends, his name's Nick. Uh, hey, Nick, if you're listening, um, he's a flight steward. Okay. So what happened was he he flies in and out of Asia. So he was flying back from Singapore, and. He basically there was this teenage boy on the flight. He's probably thirteen, maybe fourteen, but he just kept running up and down the aisles. He was just walking around, and I don't know, he was just causing a little bit of mischief. Um, so then, what happened was, you know, after about an hour, he couldn't. The crew couldn't find the kid. They were like, "Where's the kid? We haven't seen him for like an hour." Mm. Anyway, he went from the economy section and he, went to, <laughs> and he walked into business class and, and there was like a few vacant seats in business class the oh, kid wow. was sleeping in one of the business class seats but he was an economy passenger that's so, so he, did, he did like an Elaine oh that's brilliant yeah and he, Nick told me that my mate and he's like oh you've got to put this one on your show I was oh, like yeah, yeah I'm going to say that's wonderful that's good isn't it yeah that's so good yeah awesome that's just yeah. that's great that's what, that's like top five yeah. Seinfeldism it's like from the airport yeah yeah so thanks very much for that story Nick that was awesome he's like so he's good. like have I got a story for you did they did they yeah. kick him out of first class and put him back to economy or I know it was in business class oh yeah, sorry they, that's they, what they I took meant. him first back class, to his economy class, class seat yeah. right how long was he there before he got caught well they couldn't find him for an hour so at least an hour wow it was from Singapore back to Melbourne. Oh, wow. That's yeah, so good. Like a seven-hour flight, eight-hour <laughs> flight. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. There you go. Right. I'd like to think that on the other end of the, the cabin, you know, on the other side, like a comedian and a model woke up and they're like, what's going on over yeah. there? And then they're like, oh, some lady tried to sneak into, you know, first cl- or some 13-year-old boy tried <laughs> yeah. to sneak into first class. Sneak and they're in- just like... 
Yeah. Oh, and they're while they're eating their ice cream. Yeah, 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 yeah. So thanks very much for that story, Nick. That was oh, that's amazing. Great. Yeah, that's so good. So good. I'm yeah. glad. I'm glad you surprised me with yeah. that. Yeah, love because you were going to tell me, and I said, no, no, save it. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you did. Great. Yeah, <laughs> I have a Seinfeldism nowhere near as good, uh, and it's actually to do with uh, this episode. Okay. Uh, so in in the process of researching this episode. I found out that there is or was a band called the Junior Mints. Yes. They were, maybe still are, from Chicago. They kind of play like indie girl punk. They're pretty cool. Um, and you'll actually be able to hear a, a song of theirs uh, at the end of this episode. Yeah, so, we'll play some music to take you out. That's right. Yep. So I yep. reached out to them just to sort of say hello and ask them permission to use a song. Um, they haven't been active seemingly since 2015. Uh, so I didn't expect a reply, but within a couple of hours, they got back to me and they said, you know, thanks for reaching out. Uh, we're happy for, for you to use our song. So if you are listening, thank you. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Junior Mins. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, hopefully you get back together. And if you ever tour Australia for some reason, um, then yeah, we'll, we'll come check you out. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So thanks again. And uh, that's my Seinfeldism, but nowhere near as good as, a, as, a, as someone, <laughs> you know, ducking into first class, business class. Yeah, business class like the airport That's episode. Right. Yeah. That's right. So, Stephen, out of 44 episodes that we've reviewed, where does the Junior Mint sit? Uh, it sits at number... Where do you think? I'm going to say number six. Nope. It's top 20. All right. Okay. It's number 16. 16. Yeah. Right. Yep. Cool. So, uh, if you want to hear our top 10 episodes... Oh, we haven't done it in a while. Let's go through it. Yeah, top 10. Sounds yeah. good. Go okay. So, number 10, uh, the phone message, the apartment, the pony remark, the baby shower, the stakeout, the limo, the sniffing account in the movie, the pen, and number one, the jacket. Nice. Yeah. What about for you? Very good. Uh, the Junior Mint is number 11. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my top 10. Uh, the movie uh, from number 10. The movie, the sniffing accountant, the pony remark at number eight. Number seven, the Hamptons, followed by the Bizarro Jerry, the soup Nazi at number five, uh, puffy shirt at number four, and my top three so far: the outing, the mango, and the contest. Cool. Yeah. And did any of the secondary characters uh, pop into your top ten or twenty? No, I was going to give Dolores a top 20 spot, but mm. then I thought, no, nah, she's pretty vanilla. Yep. And so I just found it hilarious how Jerry's didn't know the name. That was the funny part. But yeah. no, no characters from this one. No. Yep. No. Yep. I'm the same. Yep. Top 10 characters. Again, we haven't done it in a few episodes. Yeah, it's been a while. From your mind too. 10 to 1, uh, we've got George's parents as one character. Uh, Joe from The Mango, the fruit shop owner. Harold and Manny from The Apartment. Uh, Susan Ross. Uh, and then Sue Ellen Mishke. Uh, Celia from the Merv Griffin Show. Uh, the record store, store owner from our second ever <laughs> yeah. Bidwa Bask uh, episode, Jigsaw. The Old Man. <laughs> Jigsaw, yep, yep. What am I getting? I got Al Johnson. Are we Al there? Johnson. <laughs> Jane from the Hamptons. That's uh, George's episode girlfriend. The Street Toughs, Bob and Cedric. And number one forever, probably, <laughs> Alton Bennis. So Alton Bennis is number one, and uh, his episode that he's in, The Jacket, is also number one. <laughs> yes, it is. So I kind of <laughs> like him. He's okay. I think you do. Yeah. Uh, my top 10 secondary characters of all time so far. Uh, number 10 is Meryl from The White. Uh, number nine's Joe from the Mango. Uh, number eight's Mary Cantati from the Baby Shower, followed by Bookman from the Library. Uh, number six, Aaron the Close Talker. Uh, number five is Newman. Four is Susan Ross. Three is the Soup Nazi. Two is Frank Costanza, and one George Steinbrenner. Awesome. Before you do Seinfeldia, and I should have done this a bit earlier, I just wanted to talk a bit about Junior Mints. Oh, yeah. The namesake okay. of the show. Cool. So, uh, normally when there's like a brand or something that, rev- you know, an episode revolves around, we'll always talk about what it is. So, Junior Mints are a candy brand. Uh, they are small mints, obviously, like in the show, or large uh, peppermint patties. 
Um, they are currently produced by a company called Tootsie Roll Industries. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, they were introduced in 1949 by the Cambridge, Massachusetts-based uh, James O. Welch Company, uh, who also manufactured candies such as Sugar Babies, Welch's Fudge, uh, yeah, Welch's Fudge and Pom Poms. Uh, and apparently earlier this year, uh, this is another thing I accidentally found while researching, they yeah. were sued for underfilling their boxes. Underfilling their boxes? Yeah. So, you know, they, they might advertise as 80 grams and someone got a box and for whatever reason weighed it. And I think there was, you know, 50 or 60 grams. Oh. So there was actually a class action lawsuit against them for Yikes. false advertising. Yikes. I don't know the result of that. It was only in January. So maybe there hasn't been. But um, yeah, there you go. There you go. Yes. Sucks. <laughs> and uh, Seinfeldia for the week? Seinfeldia, yes, for uh, Tuesday, April 17, the day we're recording. Uh, as speculation about the Seinfeld finale swirled, Jason Alexander thought the show's only hope might be uh, just be a non-finale, a regular episode, as if it were no big deal. Hmm. Uh, the pressure was just too much for any script to handle. Cool. Yeah. Hmm. There you go. Awesome. Crazy. Uh, and that's really it for another week. So. That's it, yeah. So thanks so much for listening. Uh, we are on social media at Bidwabask, B-I-D-W-B-A-S-C, and we have an email address, Podcast at gmail.com. And what's our website? Uh, com, and you can find us on Apple... Uh, Apple, Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. That's the one, yes. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Yeah, all those ones. So, uh, yeah, be sure to rate and review us and drop us a thing. And uh, if you have an episode that you want us to review, like the secondary characters or, you know, a secondary character in general, get in touch. That's right. And uh, if you listened to last week's episode, we put a call out just sort of on the spot, on the fly, for anyone who might play a weird instrument. And if they want to film themselves or record themselves playing the Seinfeld theme and send it through to us. Yeah. Yeah, do that. Or if you don't play instruments, uh, you can if you have a video that you found on YouTube and it's mm. like an unconventional version of the theme, yeah. send it in. Yep. We'd love to see it. doesn't yeah. have to be from you. No, that's right. Yeah. Anything of anyone, yourself or someone else, playing the Seinfeld theme with even conventional instruments but done in a weird way, that'd be cool. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, and uh, before we go, I just wanted to say thank you again to the Junior Mints. Yes, they'll be taking you out with some music. That's right. And yeah. uh, we'll catch you all next week. Next week for the Chicks from Season 8. Awesome. All right. Thank <laughs> you.